The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers Three. Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How are you guys doing? Not bad. Trying to figure out what's going on because you're recording on the wrong day. Uh, it's called my work schedule at work. I don't get out until ten o'clock now through the probably yeah, through the end of the month. Because you changed the days, now my weather is all messed up, and we have this crazy rainstorm with high <laughs> winds. <laughs> well, before we get into high winds, crazy weather, and other things. Check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. Um, I know I got get caught up again with the ep- previous episodes, but uh, our affiliates and our partners are still there. Maybe adding someone new to that list after tonight. We'll find out here shortly or before the end of the show. Um, but uh, check out Bitty Boomers. Use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase. Uh, check out Andesy. They got some great gaming chairs. We talked about it last week. Uh, they got some great deals going on with that. Um, superhero stuff. Our hero boxes are, are absolutely amazing. Uh, Derek and I, you, you got one in the past, right, Derek? Or was that just all me getting them? I don't think I did. Oh, I think it was the the Spider Man one. There was a Spider Man one I was going yeah. to get, but I was too late. But they got some great stuff. Um, check that out. Toink, use the code Geeks fifteen for was it Geeks fifteen or Geeks ten? Geeks ten for ten percent off your purchase. I don't remember. I got to double check, but there will be a code up for that here soon. And um, if Derek gives me the write up before Wednesday, so this drops this weekend, we're doing our giveaway on Instagram. It's the Wookiee Radio Mary Sithmas box. There's some great prizes between us and, and uh, Toink that we're giving away. But on the line with us, y'all remember this game called Star Wars Galaxies? Yeah, I actually have the box. I believe I've heard of it. Or it's sitting here right beside me. I need to reload it onto my computer. The The discs are in the other room and I can't get to them at the moment. Um, but I had um, a gentleman by the name of Talon reach out to us about their community, their Star Wars Galaxies community. It's a restoration community. And one of the big people involved is on the holonet line with us on the transmission lines with us and it's halo 
Welcome to the show, Halo. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, I'm going to start off my first question and maybe a question these guys have as well. But for me, what is, I, I thought Gal- Star Wars Galaxies had sunset, but now we're seeing all these restoration communities. So tell us about y'all. Y'all seem to be one of the top groups out there. Yeah, so uh, before the game even shut down, there was a large initiative to uh, keep it online in the original state, which was pre-CU. Um, and then uh, after the game did go down, uh, it's been 18 years now, I guess. Wow. Soon after, we had a uh, private server online, um, and uh, it kind of spiraled from there. Um, so we've there's been a pre-CU server for years and years, but uh, I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with the combat upgrade. It was kind of the middle line of the, or middle life cycle of the game. Um, Essentially, uh, the original developers, uh, Sony Online Entertainment, felt that it needed to change directions a little bit and be more uh, streamlined like uh, World of Warcraft. And in the process, it kind of made this spiral of changes. So we've got three versions of the game, uh, NGE, uh, Pre-CU, and the Combat Upgrade. And uh, uh, here at Restoration, we have focused on the combat upgrade, the only combat upgrade server that's online. Um, And uh, yeah, we were just, uh, we launched earlier this year. Um, It was June. Yeah, it was June around my brother's birthday. And uh, uh, we've been working hard since then to keep this uh, community up and running and have been expanding out to uh, new people who are interested in in the game or Star Wars games in general. So so you still have to have an original copy of the game in order to play, to continue playing now, correct? Yeah, the like the original disc. Yeah, um, even if you don't have like the like most updated version, as long as you have like a physical copy of the game installed, you can, uh, our patcher will take care of everything else for you. Okay, that's very cool. So can, I'm actually opening up the. the I'm still the, trying to get the, over I the. I have that. I actually I have sitting here beside me the um, Galaxy's Empire Divided box set that came out with everything still in it. I was actually surprised it was in there. I've, and the funny thing is, I never actually installed the game. I had bought it, but I didn't have a computer at the time that would actually run it. Yeah, uh, that was me as well. I actually still have my original box set. Uh, glad I kept it after all these years. You know, you never really realize how uh, valuable some of these old trinkets might be down the line. I still can't believe it's been 18 years. I mean, I- it has been a long time. I was, well, I guess that depends which version too. Uh, the NGE, which was the sure. final iteration, mm-hmm. it died in 2009, I think it was, just before the Old Republic launched. And the combat upgrade went down in 05 or 06. I can't even remember anymore. And then pre-CU went down in 03 or 04. Okay. What, being, I guess, being a developer now with this, what has made this game still keep its popularity? I mean, I, I loved, I played it back in the day, but it was one of those, like, I got frustrated with it a little bit because it just took too long to do anything. And then yeah, I, sure. And then I found myself one day going, wait, I left this particular spaceport and I'm now like a third of the way around the planet <laughs> walking. <laughs> like, where do I go? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That was kind of one of the 
complaints that the uh, uh, a lot of people had about the game. And um, with our version, we've taken a lot of steps to kind of get you going. So as soon as you log in, you've got a couple of quests, some direction. Um, but kind of circling back to your question about what uh, has kept the game alive all these years and its kind of uh, niche following, um, it's a lot of people just really dig into a couple of the key components of the game. Uh, and if I was to highlight a couple, I would say PvP is a big um, big part of the community. People love the combat in the game. It's not super fast-paced, but it's also not slow and boring. And there's a whole lot of customization that you can do to your playstyle. Um, so it's a big thing for PvP. Um, another big part of the game um, that really no or not too many games I can think of have. This has only been something that's happened in recent years. So Galaxy's kind of pioneered this player cities and player housing feature that the game has. Um, I think that uh, there's only been like two or three other titles, like uh, New World, I think, has player housing. But uh, nothing quite on the level that I'm aware of, like Star Wars Galaxies, where you can have a community of people come together place houses and structures, build a city, advance the city, make your city known and where, uh, and its whereabouts on like the map. Uh, it's really, uh, interactive for the community. And, and, you know, you get to customize, uh, your like, uh, play style on a bigger level, uh, with the cities. And then, uh, crafting was a huge draw to the game. Uh, cause there's, uh, uh, a very large community who loves to craft because that was what drove the economy. Um, it was, it's a player driven economy. You know, uh, all the credits you make are primary sources, buying and selling things from other players. So being able to get into the star Wars universe and, you know, craft that T 21 uh, rifle and sell it is a big draw to a lot of people who aren't necessarily always interested in combat. Okay, so y'all have taken it almost from Star Wars Galaxies to Star Wars Galaxies meets SimCity meets The Sims. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it, you it, could it, say that, way, you in know, way, in a way, in a way, sure. Like the, you know, how you had a house and you could customize it however you wanted. <clears throat> um, you know, that's a really cool part of the game. You can go out, play the game. Uh, you can loot. Like, um, I'm trying to think of some examples, like uh, the holograms from, you know, the movies and stuff that projected an image like uh, the blue glowing hologram that uh, R2-D2 projected of Princess Leia. There's all sorts of holograms in game like that you can use to customize your house, similar to like you said in The Sims, you know, you would have decorative items and stuff like that. And what's really cool is we throw these events uh, every couple months were called housing events. And essentially that gets uh, everybody super involved in uh, customizing their home and uh, so people get really creative and then it ends up getting shown off to the community. And uh, it's very cool to see some of these uh, ideas that people come up with. Uh, so you said PVP is a large part of this and um, in PVP, what are, I mean, do, do you guys have some rules set on it? Like you can only attack a certain amount of levels above and below or anything, or is it pretty much just a free for all? Um, it's a, uh, 
free for all that you would opt into. It doesn't matter quite what level you are, um, but you can play the game as combatant or overt are the two uh, titles. So you've got where you're just not a participant in PVP or the GCW rebels versus Imperials. Uh, then you can go uh, the like tier one, which is combatant where you can attack rebel or Imperial NPCs and then tier three, which is over it, where you can attack other players from opposite factions. Okay. Now, for me, I wasn't a big PvP player. I was a, a PvE. It, how much flexibility is there, or how much is it easier is it now to build up to a point where, say, I want to do like a smuggler, be like a Han Solo smuggler scoundrel type character, uh, and have a ship fly planet to planet? Has that gotten easier now, or is it still the same level of difficulty like it like it was in the in the past? Um. I guess difficulty is kind of in the eyes of the beholder. Um, but I would say that with the direction and uh, like higher experience rates we have um, over the original game, it makes it um, a lot uh, smoother of a process to level up. Because leveling is kind of weird. It's not just like, let me go and kill mobs, get XP and level. Levels is based off of how far you're, uh, you are in your profession. Uh, or more specifically, your skill point usage. So you have 250 skill points, and you can put them uh, anywhere in the trees based on their cost. And as you start to fill them out, then you start to level. So uh, you can technically like join a group of other players who are out getting experience and together get more experience because you're in a party, and then go and invest the experience you've earned into the smuggler tree and you could get, you know, halfway through the profession in, in an afternoon if you wanted to. Okay. So it sounds like it's not just, um, unlike some of the other games, it's not just straight levels. Like you go to level one, level two, level three, and work your way through it. Yeah, correct. It's uh, it's more of a, uh, like, you pretty much drive the direction and progression of your character based on what you want to do and how you're doing it. So we have it set up. One of our unique features is you can get experience from quest, which is unique to the game. It's a very common mechanic, but on our server, you can go out, do a quest and it'll give you XP to put towards whatever um, you're currently like working towards. So if you wanted to be uh, grinding up uh, like a polearm profession and you're out questing, you turn in some quests, it'll give you polearm XP. But uh, maybe you want to change it up later and I want to try something else. Switch your weapon and it'll give you XP for that. The original game was driven off of just killing mobs over and over. So we have a mixture of both worlds. You can do quest. You can do uh, uh, PVE, you know, killing mobs. Uh, super popular thing is doing that with a group of players uh, because you get more experience uh, for the larger your group is. So you have a full group of eight people. Everybody goes out, kills some NPCs, very rapid way of getting XP. Um, if that's not your cup of tea, you have the more solo play, which is the quest. You can also go to space uh, and get ground XP in space. So you're not really tied down to one specific activity. You pick what you want to do, and you're going to be able to progress at doing it. So... Um when you started out this project, did you have a list of things that you definitely wanted to do? And how much did that list change over time? Yeah, absolutely. Our number one goal was uh, rebuilding the combat upgrade, you know, my favorite version of the game. 
Um, mm. There was a couple of milestones that I said, if I can get to this point, we're going to make this happen. So, um, uh, and compromises, I, we really, we hit all of our goals, uh, everything that we wanted, uh, all the original professions, the original um, combat upgrade play styles, the customization, that all, we got it all in. Um, so we're really happy with how everything is tied up. Uh, and then moving forward, we have a, a whole bunch of content already planned and laid out that's going to really add to the game because our, our server is like a continuation of the combat upgrade. So with the uh, end of the Mustafar expansion, which is what we're releasing here uh, in the coming weeks, is uh, going to give us the window to add more uh, content that was added later in the game after they had changed the playstyle. Uh, to the more linear playstyle. That sounds good. Now, is um, Lucasfilm or Sony or Sony still involved in this at all? No, everything has been a uh, a community driven rest like a restoration um, built by just fans. Have they tried to block you at all? No, um, nobody has had any issues. It's kind of like it, it's you know it's pretty much like abandonware at this point. Right. Yeah, that's good. I would I would almost assume if Sony had an issue, they would have been able to figure out a way of sending your code out and just disable everything. Um, they would they would have to get. Um, well, Sony has dis, uh, d- dissolved. They're not even a company oh, that, anymore. That's right. Sony Online Entertainment's gone. Yeah. Right. They're gone. So mm. uh, they're not. You know. The the. Projects have been around for this emulator for years and years, and uh, nobody, you know, not just my project. There's a bunch of projects, like you said. Uh, so um, nobody's got any trouble that I'm aware of, and you know, we've been uh, collectively as a private server community, we've been at it for since since the combat upgrade came out, which was 2005. So, what what is your favorite favorite elements to the game? Uh, since you've gotten involved, uh, Jedi is a huge part for me. Um, it's so uh, unique in this game. Like most games, you know, you just oh, I want to play a Jedi. You play a Jedi. Uh, with Star Wars Galaxies, you have um, Jedi being presented as an Alpha class, which you know sets them above the base professions and play style. Um, they're you know they're meant to be more powerful, either more damage or or more defense, whatever build you go. Um, and to compensate for them being an alpha class, they have a unique unlock system uh, that's mysterious. You know, the players don't know how to become a Jedi. So that's a big part of playing the game is figuring out that mystery. Uh, and then once you do become a Jedi, uh, you know, there's a whole new section of content that's available to you. Uh, and for me personally, with Jedi being an alpha class and a mystery to unlock, they're not um, something you see every day. So when you're playing the game just as a regular person, you turn the corner and somebody pulls out a lightsaber is usually a really exciting moment just because it's something you don't see every day. And, um, you know, the, the play style is is very vivid. The, there's so many different animations and uh, like uh, how the Jedi presents himself, whether they're holding one saber or they have a pole arm lightsaber, 
all the different abilities they have, they create this very visual show when they're in combat. So, you know, if you turn the corner and see somebody just uh, with a unique Jedi and their whole presentation can really kind of suck you into the universe. Like, oh, wow, I'm actually like in the Star Wars universe. So if you become a um, Jedi character, is it um, part of uh, building the Jedi tree or going through the Jedi level tree and stuff? Is part of that actually like a quest to build your own lightsaber or do you actually do they give you one as when you become a Jedi? Oh, no, you have to build your own lightsaber to complete your uh, Padawan trials. So if you are one of those people who comes around the corner and sees somebody's Jedi, uh, do you, are you automatically assuming you're going to die or um, no? I mean, um, if you're coming around the corner and you see a Jedi, there's a lot of instances that that might happen. You might just be hanging out in the city as a as a you know a, a community member that's a crafter or something, and you turn the corner and you see a big combat. Uh, happening with other members of the community you might be part of uh the opposite faction of the jedi and you're there for combat and then you might end up in a, a brawl with a couple other people um which can be exciting and it really boils down to how far you are in your profession to see how much of a risk you're going to pose or how much the jedi is going to pose to you so um you know jedi are um not only just oh, I'm a Jedi, you have Jedi Padawan, and then Padawans can advance to Knights, which can advance to Guardians, which can advance to Master. So um, if you were to turn the corner and you were just a, a new player and you see a Jedi Knight or a Jedi Guardian, you know, you're probably not going to make it very far. But um, if you're fully templated and you turn the corner and you see a Padawan who's barely progressed through his skill tree, you're probably going to have some fun and, uh, you know, beat up on a newbie Jedi. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and there is a third instance where you might be a bounty hunter and you're out hunting for Jedi. <laughs> so you could turn that corner and see, oh. see your mark and he doesn't know you're coming because he's just doing his own thing. And then you can, you know, do a surprise attack and, and uh, try to collect your mark, which is placed by other players who are killed by the Jedi or Jedi gain visibility, which is like uh, they go on a terminal for bounty hunters to find based on essentially Jedi showing off that they are a Jedi. So if you don't want to get hunted by bounty hunters, you need to be conservative, hide your lightsaber, hide your Jedi robes, blend in. But if you're being, you know, arrogant or... Uh, trying to show off and you're, you know, displaying all of your Jedi powers in public, you're going to get put on the bounty board and then bounty hunters from the community will come after you. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, I'm assuming if we have Jedi, we have Sith in this as well. Well, um, kind of. We have Jedi and Dark Jedi. Um, and we have talked about bringing Sith back. Um, it's something we've done in the past on previous emulation projects um, but right now, our server is gearing up to release uh, our first major update, which includes Jedi um, unlockable up to Jedi Padawan. Um, so in the next major update, which is the 2.0 update planned for uh, later 2022, that's when we're going to start allowing Jedi to advance up to knighthood. And then when you advance to knighthood, you would select dark side or light side 
and potentially even Sith at that point. Okay. Now, as a Jedi, do you have the option, since we've seen it canon now, where you you could do the route of like Ahsoka or Kanan, where maybe you do have a lightsaber, but you can also carry a blaster? Uh, Yeah, I mean, with full like character customization, you know, you still have 250 skill points. Once you're a Jedi, you can spend those as you want. And as a Jedi, you unlock lightsaber tree. Uh, force healing tree so if you wanted to invest only half of your points because roughly one tree is um i think like somewhere around 96 points so with 250 you usually get two and a half so if you wanted to um it might not be super effective but you could totally go uh jedi healing tree and uh, like a pistolier tree and use a blaster and force heals um, there's really nothing stopping you from that. Uh, a, lo- a very big combination that was popular uh, was a lightsaber Jedi with creature handler. So you would have the ability to tame pets and fight with your pets in a lightsaber. It's totally customizable. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Okay. Nice. Sounds very cool. Mm-hmm. So do you get do you get requests from people on things they'd like to see you put in? Yeah, absolutely. We have a uh, community voice where players can go and put their feedback in. Uh, we also um, have a Galactic Senate uh, where we're we are currently filling that out right now, and that is um, allowing members of the community to take up a role to represent some of the professions in the game. Uh, there's 32 professions, and I think we're getting 12 senators, uh, essentially representing different aspects of the game, melee, ranged, crafting, these different sorts of roles uh, that community will be able to uh, form up, you know, give feedback about their respective roles and help suggest us uh, changes they would like to see uh, as a whole, you know, if, if you've got you know, from the developer's perspective, we're working on this, this, and this. At one time, um, it might not. We might not see something that melee as a whole has an issue with. So the Senate would be able to speak up and say, "Hey, we got this going on. We'd really like to see um, simple change X," and we would take that into consideration through their, you know, ability to voice uh, the smaller. People in the community who don't always, you know, like if somebody's on Discord and says, hey, I'd like to see this, we don't always see that, you know. Uh, So they're able to go to the senator who can then kind of step that up to something we can see uh, more easily. Uh, About how many players do you actually have on your server? Um, Do you have like a cap for it so that it doesn't get too crowded where you have to actually split the servers? Yeah, uh, we have peaked at 775 uh, unique accounts online, um, which amounted to almost like 13,000 characters in game. You can have two characters and bring them both online at one time. Um, Over the recent months since our launch, we've had to kind of backpedal, honestly, uh, and make some improvements to our back end because, like you said, we were running to issues where we, you know, had such a large community, we couldn't sustain it. So we did kind of dial some stuff back for a little bit. The population kind of drifted off uh, while we were able to do some maintenance on the back end, get our infrastructure up, get our servers more stable so that they can expand, handle 
2,000 players if we wanted to at one time. Um, and now that we were able to wrap all that up uh, a couple months ago, we've been gearing up to release our first major content patch, which is the 1.0 patch uh, due out here in the coming weeks. And with its release, we anticipate that you know, a lot of our community who's been kind of idle waiting for some uh, activity in game, like new content, uh, they should, you know, start trickling back in. We've got almost 5,000 accounts signed up and growing every day. I have one of those accounts that have signed up recently, as a matter of fact. Awesome. We, yeah, we're glad to hear it. Um, and, you know, encourage anybody who's interested in Star Wars games to come and check it out because it's a, it's a really unique experience if you've never played before, and it's a lot of fun. It does sound pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to get back into it. Uh, like I said, it's been, I mean, I played back in the day. I, I got frustrated more more to the uh, not having enough credits <laughs> was, was the big thing for me. It's like, I want to do stuff. I can't get enough credits. And to get enough credits, I got to spend uh, more. Just like life. <laughs> yeah. I don't expect it to be that hard <laughs> in games. <laughs> I want the games to be more entertaining. So I want, I want to be able to get further. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the good things about our setup with the questing and everything is if you want to advance, even if you don't have a lot of uh, credits, you can still go out and do um, do quests to progress your character while you are earning credits, you know, just from doing quests. So it's kind of a, a unique approach to gaining both experience and credits from the original game that you're comparing it with. Um, and you also can save a lot of credits too. You can have other members of the community train you your skill points or skill boxes that you have the experience for. Uh, you can become an entertainer, go to the cantina and uh, buff people and then charge them credits or even work on tips and let people, um, tip you. You can become a doctor, heal wounds, buff players, Again, they will give you credits for doing these things. There's all sorts of niches that you can fill to earn credits. It's apart from just the boring kill XNPC loot credits. Right. Oh, wow. See, for me, it was... I, I had no idea. You know, hearing, hearing Galaxy, it's like, okay, I should be able to travel planet to planet. And I thought it'd be... With the original game, it would have made it easy to do so. No. When you get signed to the, your initial planet to start and you're stuck there for... For me, it felt like a year and a half before I got to the next planet. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to jump. This is what Star Wars is to me. I want to be able to jump. You mean uh, jump planets? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go planet to planet. Just... Yeah, um, you know, with uh, our version, one of the things that makes it really easy to um, start jumping planets would be to go out and join a, a pilot, uh, whether it be neutral or rebel or imperial pilot. You pick up a pilot profession, that'll get you uh, your first ship, and with your ship, you can jump anywhere in the galaxy for free. I will remember that when I come back. So, yeah. Yeah. And we also have some uh, more uh, features unique to the combat upgrade um, called ITVs, which is an instant travel vehicle deploying with our December game update. Essentially, you can do a collection, which is you go out and, you know, collect various items. And when you complete the collection, you're going to get the ability to use an ITV instant travel vehicle. And uh, it runs on some fuel and some some credits too, but it'll speed up the process of 
moving around. Like in the original game, if you left Moss Eisley and you were heading out towards uh, Crate Dragons or um, wherever you were marching off to, you'd have to, you know, turn around and come back when you were done, which is a pretty big time sink. You know, if you're walking or <laughs> if you're uh, riding a speeder, typically you know, most people are riding speeders because the first quest in the game will actually give you a speeder. So that helps a lot with uh, moving around and mobility. But uh, instead of having to drive back, you will now have the ability to get an instant travel vehicle that you can call to your, your location and take that to anywhere else on the planet. So it helps with mobility, helps get rid of some of that time sink that you really have to do, get you actually playing. Okay, cool. So definitely pilot's the way I need to go. Maybe go pilot route and add for the second for the partial tree, add lightsaber to it. One of the cool Ooh. things about space and piloting is it doesn't actually cost any skill points. There's a couple professions that don't. Um, so pilot is one of them. Uh, politician is another, which is what you would use for um, maintaining a city. You know, you have to be a politician and win votes, and the players can vote you out if you're doing a bad job maintaining their city. Uh, the only residents of the city, so I need to clarify. If you're a resident of the city and your mayor is not doing a good job, you can run and convince everybody else to vote for you and take over the city, change the taxes if you want, change the city's uh, style if you want. Um, and there's also Chronicles, which is a profession that doesn't cost any skill points. And with that, you can actually make quests um, and oh, have wow. other players do them. So it's very, very customizable. You make the text. You can make the rewards. Um, anything you want, you can, you know, if you have a daydream of a, a you'd always love to have a quest in a game for hunting a like a crate dragon or something, you can build it. And in doing so, you get um, chronicle tokens, which can be used to buy unique or used to buy unique items in the game. Again, for customizing your home or whatever it is you see fit. What's one? Um, I know. I know. We've talked about it. It's been a crazy week at work for me, so I'm gonna ask again if we have favorite element the game that was not in the game that you absolutely love in the current versions now favorite version that we have added that wasn't originally in the game um let's see i love our our weapon crafting um it is unique to our server um in the original combat upgrade uh you would say you crafted an e11 rifle it had a range of stats that it could be and a level that it could be. And it wasn't very customizable. It was just if you capped it out and it was a level 22 rifle, that's what it would always be. Uh, if you crafted a T21 rifle, as long as you used the best resources, capped it out, it was a level 54 weapon, that's what it would be. On our version, I made it so that any weapon that you wanted to craft would take a weapon core. This essentially makes it so that Whatever weapon you like in the universe that looks cool to you, you can craft it and have it be competitive and on the same playing field as other weapons. You're no longer tied into certain weapons just because it was a higher level weapon. You pick the one that you like the best and customize it and craft it to specifications that fit your needs. Okay. So one of the things you could do with the E11 is actually improve accuracy so it actually hits something. 
Yeah, absolutely. You can <laughs> you can uh, you can uh, throw as many uh, accuracy modifiers on there as you want because uh, that's one of the unique things we've got. But uh, you can also uh, make a Jawa rifle uh, if you are into stunning people. You know, that'd be cool too. Um, you were talking add elements into the game. What is the possibility? Like, say, when you're in a speeder or if you're in a cantina or something that may not have a live entertainer where um, maybe you could load up your your favorite podcast since there's so many different Star Wars podcasts out there and <laughs> had that available. Um, essentially, the possibilities are endless. Uh, anything that we really want to add in, we can make it happen. Okay. There's hope, guys. There's hope. That opens up a lot of possibilities. <laughs> Mm-hmm. One of the big things I want to do is have a Discord integration with the chat so Ooh. that you can, uh, you know, talk in the Discord from in-game chat. Um, that, I think that would really help bridge the community, whether you're at work and just browsing the Discord or you're in-game looking for some help with something, you'd be able to access more people in the community a lot easier. Very cool. I, I think I like that. Now, is there any That's kind of like... Mobile integration, so you could actually um, do some things from your mobile phone, like where you're when you're out of work or you gotta go do something. Especially if you're doing any of the stuff that takes a long time to do, like cra- some crafting and stuff. Sometimes, Ooh, mobile integration, great idea. It's a cool idea, but it, it's uh, it's not something that I don't. I think the amount of effort we would have to put into mobile integration uh, exceeds. Uh, the reward at the end of the day, it'd, it'd be better for us to, which is one of the things we're working on is enhancing in-game activity, reducing tediousness, you know, like something that is like, oh, this is a repetitive grind. We're working on ways of making it so if you're attentive and working in those areas of the game that you're not stuck with uh, um, like the boring half awake, half at the keyboard uh, type gameplay, semi-AFK is what we refer to it as. We're working on making it so that <laughs> actually playing is more rewarding and less uh, in, enticing to like sleep through it. See, that that's the issue I have with some games now, even on the mobile level. Go to build something, it takes 24 hours, 48 hours, a week to build. I'm like, I'm not going to be coming back if I'm at this stage where... It, it take unless I have to pay into it. It's going to take me forever to to progress on anything. Um, ha, have you all thought about the idea of shortening craft times or build times uh, to to avoid this scenario with some of the more novice players? Well, um, somewhat. Um, crafting timers really aren't too terribly bad. It's more like when you're producing things in a factory. Um, those things take take time, but that's really something that your advanced players are going to be doing. And if you're a new player, uh, you're probably going to be uh, buying things or earning things through quest. Uh, and if you're getting into crafting, uh, crafting is definitely uh, sped up so that you don't have to spend uh, like all day grinding through crafting. Uh, it's it's a much easier process to get to master crafter and get to producing things more efficiently. Okay, very cool. And Derek? Uh, actually, the next question is one that we should have got to at the beginning also, though. How can people find your server if they um, <laughs> if they want to actually play? I mean, if you if we have an, if you have an old disc of the game, you ha- are you ready to play? How do we actually get into it? 
swgr.org. Um, usually any Google search for SWG or Star Wars Galaxies will also bring us up. What What is it that sets you guys apart from, from everyone else that's out there? Um, our, that we are the combat upgrade. Um, there, there's three big servers, uh, one for pre-CU, one for the NGE, and then restoration for the combat upgrade. And, and there's no real competition amongst the, the three servers? Uh, um, we're friendly with everybody, uh, and best I can tell, everybody's friendly with us uh, as far as we're concerned. We all offer uh, unique uh, presentations of the game. We're all different, vastly different. Um, so I don't think that we, I personally don't feel any direct competition with them. Uh, they're just, uh, you know, part, uh, not partner, uh, like brotherly servers that, you know, I wish them well and, and we all can keep on doing our own thing. Very cool. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. I like that. Cause to me, it would sound silly if there was competition with each server being a, focusing on different variation in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I know that. Uh, there is a large um, offering of pre-CU servers, um, and I know that a lot of the smaller servers will compete uh, because they are the same thing uh, with just different little variations here and there, and it really breaks that community up. Uh, but as far as wanting to play the combat upgrade, you only have Resto, so we don't. anybody who's trying to play that niche, there's nowhere else to really go. Um, not that I'm opposed to there being somewhere else to go, just as it stands right now. Uh, this is the only offering out there. And then, um, you know, the, the NGE, a uh, lot of respect to our um, friends over at SWG Legends. If that's your style of gameplay, they have a wonderful server that's been up for five years. A um, lot of respect for them. They've uh, helped us through a, a bunch of growing pains as we brought our project to the public um, earlier this year. So uh, it, it's a cool place to be. Um, there's a, you know, just a bunch of people who, who love Star Wars and specifically Star Wars Galaxies. That sounds like a great community. Yeah. yeah I, I will say I was shocked to, to see the email from, from Talon. Like, it always makes me wonder how you guys find, find us or find other podcasts. And uh, I love this response. It was great. Yeah, Talon is uh, awesome. He has put in so much work to reach out to other niches that honestly I wouldn't have known about either. He's just uh, super involved and, uh, you know, big passion for Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, he, he he thought we would be one of those groups that would be interested in uh, talking about games, which we do at times. So, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. this, this is a game that I, I mean, I didn't realize I had heard stories off and on that, oh, Star Wars Galaxies is back, but it's, it's this, it's that. Never, just never really paid attention to it. Um, and then to get asked, hey, we want to come talk to you guys about it. I, I'm glad we did because now, like, okay, I want to play this again. I remember playing it before. I'm playing it now. They're like, oh crap, I need to go get my games. <laughs> and it's going to be a, a few weeks before I could get to that point. So, um, you know, I want to flip the table and have you ask us some questions. Sure. Um, let me ask all three of you who all has played Star Wars Galaxies before? I have. Uh, it's- I have not. 
Yeah, I've not played it. Like I said, I bought it, but I just did, never had a computer that would run it back in the day before they shut it down. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember the, the TV commercials for it when no. it used to be on TV when it first came out in 2003? Yeah, I, I specifically remember watching that uh, channel E3 way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, when oh, this, yeah. Uh, yeah, when they were they were building this game. Uh, I think it was oh. maybe 2011, 2012. You're talking back on uh, the G4 network. Ah, oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G4 network was showing it off at E3 in 01 or 02. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, you know, if if you put yourself back then, the graphics of this game, which is probably why Ken was not able to play it because it was so advanced. Not many yeah. people's computers could handle it, myself yeah. included. Yeah, yeah, which is you know why Mine I couldn't. didn't. Right, I couldn't play the game until a couple of years after it came out, which is why my niche is that version that I came into play. Um, but man, the game was uh, just just so awe-inspiring back then. Um, it, it's cool to see it keep going. Yeah, I I remember playing it. Um, I don't even remember what my character was. It's so long ago. I just know I remember the uh, Smuggler's Guild seeing that logo, which we have in. I I had incorporated initially when we did roundtables. Like, okay, it's the Smuggler's Guild meetup, and I would do do that as like an overlay on top of the. Uh, our show logo, our show episode art on WookieRadio.net until Galaxy's Edge came around and the Scoundrel logo uh, was created. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a cool, so many cool little things. Are y'all avid um, Star Wars comic book readers? Yes. Mm-hmm. So one of the super cool things for me is just how many little nuances of the Old Republic uh, comic book series show up in SWG. Uh, it, it's I, I played the games before I read the comments, uh, and I remember going through um, you know the Tales of the Jedi up into the Old Republic and seeing all these little references that connect those comics to the star Wars galaxies game and how they just make this circle is, uh, it, it was kind of like a, a bridge back to my childhood, you know, cause I, it wasn't until years and years later that I played or I read through the comics. Uh, and yeah, it was just something that was really, really fun. Uh, lots of like, we have, a. Uh, Lots of stuff on Yavin 4, which is a huge place in the comics. You know, you've got Exar Kun and uh, his temple. And we actually have Exar Kun's temple in the game. Uh, and we, you know, you actually, there's in the future going to be an instance for groups of players to go in and, you know, see Exar Kun's spirit. You know, just like, uh, you know, a continuation of the Old Republic into the modern Star Wars era. Um, it's just... Uh, lot of really cool references like that very cool i love that mm-hmm. that's awesome um have y'all uh y'all play other star wars games like old republic or knights of the old republic uh i love knights of the old republic yeah i played the first original two and i played very little of the um mmo but i i love the um Fallen Order. That was an amazing game yeah yeah, yeah fallen order was super fun i played through that um when it came out, and uh, you know, Night Steel Republic is having its uh, uh, re-release 
Uh, yes. I think next year. Super excited for that. And I uh, believe, didn't they say they're sure. actually um, upgrading the story some so it actually could fit in with the current canon? Yes. The, the remake is being, is being made being brought to canon so not necessarily altering the game just uh making the game canon because you know it's what like four thousand years prior so they probably don't have to do too terribly much to make it a uh, new canon in the process though it does mm-hmm. make revan canon which is uh super interesting yeah yes very interesting especially since there's been a lot of uh merch for revan recently with with, with its yeah. neighbors and whatnot yeah um yeah, yeah I, I, oh, sorry. I was going to say, I am very much looking forward to playing that again. Yeah, um, me too. And with it, you know, you know how you had the uh, multiple approaches to uh, quest and how yes. you did them. Yep. We're bringing a lot of that, uh, like, series of choices that you can make to uh, SWG so that, you know, when you're doing the Jedi um, unlock parts of it will make it so that, you know, if you select one option, we'll have a different outcome than selecting the other. And also bringing in dark side and light side points and those sorts of things that are kind of like hidden, uh, but will further your character down the line. Uh, cool. Again, games that you're playing. Uh, currently, I'm not playing any of the Star Wars games now. The last one I played was Jedi Fallen Order. So it's just, for me, the problem is, and just like MMOs, why um, when I was in my um, early 20s and stuff, I played uh, Ever, the original EverQuest when it was out with some friends. But the problem is I realized after a while that, you know what, all I'm doing is going to work and playing the game. I very <laughs> easily get sucked into games. So it's like I, I try to be very careful what games I'm actually getting in on. Because I like having a life outside of the game also. Yeah, well, that's been my problem is I have a life outside of the game, so I haven't been able to play the games. Um, but mm-hmm. I I just downloaded, uh, around Thanksgiving, I downloaded Knights um, of the uh, Kotar 2, uh, Republic Commandos. Uh, still playing, on occasion, Old Republic uh, MMO. I'm playing Squadrons, and I'm playing uh, All in Order. Oh, I still got to play Squadrons. Squadrons, I, getting them out. squadrons I like. I have it. I don't... I don't personally like the interface of using the regular controller i don't know it's just i think it's just a me thing i haven't for me i haven't found a wireless flight stick to use on the computer i'd much rather have a flight stick i play on xbox one so i'm fine i'll be i'll i'll be fine with using the controller i've been using the controller i am um we did uh my wife and i decided for christmas this year instead of getting each other something big we're gonna get we got the oculus rift so I'm looking forward to checking out the Star Wars stuff on that. We were looking at it yesterday. The, pro- the problem with me is we like to play a lot of games together. And I'm not pay- spending $800 for two of those things. And I don't even know if they connect up or not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, my wife games more than I do. <laughs> I'm about out of time. I'm going to ask y'all one more question. What's your favorite Star Wars character? Oh. Favorites are terrible. <laughs> Single favorite? Single favorite. Oh. Well, for me, you got to go back to the original. It's got to be Luke Skywalker for me. I, when I was a kid, I it's like with, that. he uh, was the ultimate hero, so I was all about the hero characters. I go with Darth Vader, but um, interesting, interestingly enough, my favorite droid happens to be HK-47 from Knights of the Old Republic. So, Favorite character? Just one. That's a very hard question. I'm torn between Chewie and R2. You could combine them and make them. Chew R2. Char2. 
R2 I'll Baca. tell you what. R2 Baca. All three of you would have a place in Star Wars Galaxies. Come make a Jedi. Be the hero like Luke Skywalker. Come make a dark Jedi. Be the villain of the server. Come make a Wookiee and craft yourself an R2 droid. And then, while you're at it, yeah. all three of y'all can team up and go fight HK-47 on Mustafar. Nice. <laughs> and what's your favorite character? Um, It's pretty hard not to say Jango Fett. So, for me, mm. I love collecting the Mandalorian armor. Yeah, okay. yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Well, since you said your time is running short, um, thank you again for coming on. Uh, website is swgr.org. Yes, sir. That's correct. Swgr.org. Restoration Gaming Star Wars Galaxy server. And it's one of those. If you can, if you can find a copy of the game, get it, and let's get back on Star Wars Galaxies. Add that back to the mix. Can't go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to have y'all come in game and uh, see what we have to offer. Um, it's an awesome community and we're growing by the day with y'all's support. So I appreciate y'all having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah, and, thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk soon. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, shoot us an email. If y'all want to talk again, maybe after y'all get a chance to come and check the server out, we'd be happy to do a follow up, um, sit down and uh and yeah maybe we'll even see you in game someday thanks for having me no problem thank you have a good night have a good night so yeah that was a fun interview with halo with uh star wars galaxies restoration over at swgr.org mm-hmm. um i went i did go i downloaded their patch and everything and i'm like wait i need the actual game the games in the front room where everything's a mess i can't get to it at the moment it's gonna wait till i get that room clean which will be in a couple of weeks because I need it clean for my mom when she comes down. It gives you incentive, though. Like I said, in a couple of weeks, I'll be playing it. So, But so last week, we talked about this thing called the Rancor. Mm-hmm. Did, did our predictions come true? Uh, I am looking at Did it not happen. I am looking at it right now. As we had talked about earlier in the show, we are recording on Monday, December 6th. It ends today at 11:59 PM. There is one as, as I'm looking at this right now, one hour, 11 minutes left is now up to 7,404 backers. Yeah. I don't think out of how many needed 9,000. So they're at 7,404. I don't think they're going to get that before they. How end about this. the Sky Striker? I think it has about the same t- amount of time on it. Sky Striker. I don't think it's getting it either. From GI Joe has one day, one hour, and ten minutes left. It needs ten thousand backers, and it's at seven thousand six hundred and eighty-three backers. Yeah. But the funny thing is, there are people <laughs> I've been reading for the last day or two. People on Facebook criticizing people for bailing out, criticizing people for you know not getting the backed well yeah that's they're criticizing them because all of a sudden they don't get um their game either right <laughs> it doesn't get backed and yet they're going well no everything's okay and and i loved how someone came out and said oh salacious scrum that would be a 15 dollar figure uh no it would not it would have been a 10 dollar figure because it's part of a four pack at galaxy's edge that they're selling for 40 bucks so you're getting a minoc that's 10 dollars. you're getting two monkey lizards that's 30 bucks getting two porgs that was eight or nine bucks then you're getting the uh the Bogle, which was the creature with from Fallen Order. So essentially, you're getting five creatures for 40 bucks. So do the math. It, it's yeah. 
eight I bucks each. Wanna. It's eight. It's eight bucks each because I'm combining the the porgs as a two pack because that's how they were sold originally. It was a two pack and they were eight bucks. Unless you bought them on sale like I did at four bucks each, <laughs> and completely loaded up Zoe with porgs for her for her figures. Did you offer to light the fire to help her? And so she roast her porgs? It's a touchy subject still. But it has show her the proper way to torture fork. Uh porg. <laughs> a fork. I just made something else up. Now she she has uh we ha- we have been doing the hunt for the, the porgs nest at uh Smuggler's Run. I think the last time it's like, oh there's one, we need to torch it. She goes, No. <clears throat> They're a nuisance animal. They're everywhere. Yep. Yep, they. I, I was hoping to see more porgs nests outside of the ride in uh, Galaxy's Edge to show that yes, they have infested Black Spire Outpost. So, I think if he had met him, that's the one thing that um, Anakin Skywalker would have disliked more than sand. I don't know about, I don't know. about that. Hey, look at the movies and you see the porgs get everywhere also. <laughs> well, there's a few places that sand can get that hopefully porgs, porgs can't. <laughs> Hey, what you do with your porgs is up to you. <laughs> so, so game back to the rancor. What are y'all's thoughts? <laughs> I, we, I think last week <sighs> we covered it. That it's just it was way more ambitious than what they could have ever tried to get out of it. I don't think um, even with mm. the right figures, they were ever going to pull this off on this one. Well, someone mentioned, yeah, you know, add Ula, you get my moolah. And apparently, somebody from Hasbro Paul said, not going to happen with the with new Disney era. Mm. So well, no, you add Ula, you just change the um the costume, and it's not Ula. I know exactly. Okay, so with one hour and six minutes left, we're up to seven thousand four hundred and forty-three backers. So almost forty backers in four minutes. I still, I don't think at that pace it's going to be enough. No, it's not. It's not going to make it. Now again, I ask the question: Will they learn anything from this? No, I don't. I don't it's think Hasbro. Hasbro will. No, Hasbro won't. They they lack the capacity of learning. Mm. I, I don't I don't think what what have they learned? They they've learned that they could pit the fans against each other, the collectors against mm-hmm. each other. Mm. Uh I the mean, interesting thing is the Sky Striker and this um Rancor, they, I believe are the first two Hazlab projects that have ever failed. Yeah. Uh apparently I think you're right. Apparently the Sentinel came real close to failing. No, didn't the Cookie Monster one fail or almost fail? Uh there was a Cookie Monster one? See? <laughs> Was that, See, that's how well it did. You can even know about it. Yeah, there's a full size cookie monster. Look, past projects. It's not listed. The only ones they have listed as they're under past are Unicron and the uh, sail barge. Mm, maybe they I think. Maybe they, they don't put their failures up. So. <laughs> maybe. Well, I didn't was able to get in on it, but that Hero Quest one they had uh, would have been awesome. One of my friends got that. So I want to play the game. There ain't no way I'm buying one of the original ones. Mm. Well, yes. It found out, believe it or not, it is from the uh, Jedi Temple archives that we get this. The Cookie Monster Haslab project has failed. When did they put that out? Back in 2019. That was a couple. Yeah. And, but they didn't even really advertise that, that I saw. No, it only reached 20% of the required backers, 624 out of 3,000. Wow. So, and uh, well, that's one of those also that uh, nostalgia for the Haslab builds on nostalgia. That's just the way it works. Yeah, it's adults getting stuff from when they're that was out when they were kids, basically. 
And there's only so much nostalgia for Sesame Street. Right. Well, I think that's why they said such a low backing. But even still, right. uh, I think this sound is quite appropriate. <laughs> if our Ken and Derek couldn't hear it, it was the, uh, the loser horn from Price is Right. <laughs> so the question is going to be, according to Jedi, <laughs> Jedi Temple Archives, will the HasLab Rancor be successful or will it fail? And they're saying uh, right now, since Malakili have been added, only 120 to 200 backers a day each day have been at, have been hopping on. Uh, they don't. So December 5th, this was yesterday at 11:39 p.m. So almost 24 hours ago, they the snapshot they take is 5,605 backers, and we are at now with one hour and one minute left 7,458 backers yeah it's not gonna make it it, it, it doesn't seem promising I would be surprised if it does it make doesn't it. seem possible there would have to be a surge there's a bunch of, hey there's a bunch of people waiting by their keyboard saying I want to be the last one to back it yeah well guess what people it gonna fail too little too little yep. um, see if I can find the one th- I mean this one person's just been you know I, I've seen I've seen one or two people that posting on like Black Series fan pages on Facebook and it's the Rancor with back it or some something similar and it's like it I don't see it happening it, it it's uh damage was done before beforehand you know went before Thanksgiving when they announced those last two stretch goals and, and yeah, I don't, I don't think they were going to that, but I don't think that's what killed this. I think it was just uh, from the beginning. This wasn't going to make it. it. It was announcing those last two stretch goals is when the mass exodus occurred. When it, yeah, because it was almost at this point now. And then all of a sudden it dropped. I mean, it was over 6,000 backers. Then all of a sudden it dropped down to just over 4,000 backers. I mean, 2,000 people bailed out. I think they would have, um, even if they had put the other stuff in there, I still don't think it would have made it. Yeah. For me. For me, um, like a lot of other people have said uh, on on the pages, like we've talked about 350 bucks for just the Rancor, or now the Rancor and Malakili is too much. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. It, it, it's, it, it doesn't... It doesn't make sense. I mean, they're not, they would never do that. Put it out for 350 in the store. That's why I said if this was sitting at a hundred or even $150, they may have been able to pull it off. Well, you, you can't really say, you can't really compare it to what they would put in the store because that's the whole point of the HasLab. Yeah. It's stuff you're never going to find in the store. Right. But I'm going to compare the Razor Crest to the Falcon, the Galaxy's Edge Falcon. They, they they sold the Galaxy's Edge Millennium Falcon at Target for three hundred and fifty bucks. It sold. There were a lot that sold. The Razor. There was a lot was, that were marked down. Also, true. Yeah. But um, also the difference being the Haslab version or um, Razor Crest had way more detail and everything else than the Falcon ever had. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But we're seeing on par. That size ship, three fifty is the right price. Is that's what they you know they do the Razor Crest at that price? Well, they're doing the Falcon at that price. Well, look at the sail barge. That was what five hundred or four hundred or something like that. It was almost five hundred bucks. Now it, with GI Joe, it's so much with it. Yeah. Now if GI Joe did the USS flag, oh, I guarantee you they, that's going to be six seven hundred bucks. Uh, well, no, if they did the flag, mm, more than and that, maybe scaled it for the skystriker that they have there. You're a thousand dollar boy. Oh yeah. And no one would buy it because they have nowhere to put it. No one has a living room big enough. That thing would be a coffee table. (laughs) 
you have a permanent tent outside. Yeah. You gotta hope the original it flows one for one was yeah. almost off the table. Yeah, the original one could have been a toddler bed too. Yep. But it was still the whole uh, I, the Razor Crest was was priced right. In all honesty, I feel it was priced right because of based and on the Falcon. And it hit at the right time because it dropped that right as Mandalorian dropped. Right. Or right after Mandalorian dropped. So everybody was in the middle of Grogu fever. Exactly. It, and it, also, I think the Rancor, the Rancor is cool and all, but it's not like it's not like it's not like the Razor Crest or the Sail Barge or you know stuff like that. It's not like when you see it, you're not like, oh, Rancor, I gotta have it. I, I'm sorry, the the Rancor from the Vintage Collection or the um, Power of the Force. The last time they released the Rancor for the three and a half inch scale or three and three quarter inch figure scale, that one was more detailed than what this one is. The only yeah. de- the one detail I really like on this one that you didn't see on the original is a little drop of drool on the left side of the mouth. To me, that that's a nice touch. I really like that touch. Well, I like Derek. The the um, point Derek was just making is what we made last week. None of us, um, as soon as we saw this, said, "Oh, this is the every the sail barge, the uh, Razor Crest." Even if you go to like the um, the ones that have made it, the everybody in the world was talking about that at Unicron. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, every, I, I think the, when, the, everybody you saw that and you're like, oh, I gotta have that. Oh wait, man. Then you think about it afterwards when you look at the price tag. The Rancor, yeah. they look at it like, oh, that 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 might be cool, and then look at the price tag. Yeah, in a way. I, yeah. I want to say when we first announced the HasLab for it, we're like, this is cool, Rancor, awesome. Then we announced the price, and we're like. Yeah, no. I mean, we called it back then. I think the people that are still on it are the ones that are actual full-on Black Series completionists. Yeah. They ha- they want to have the entire series all the way through, which there are plenty of those, obviously. Uh, I am not one of those people, thankfully. I can't afford to be. I I, I, have, I was talking with Melissa the other day about plans that we're talking about in the, the room that I'm in right now, and I got to discussing what my uh, collection is is and for one of my subcategories i ha- i am missing three figures only one of them hasn't been released yet so i'm missing two that have been of having all the armored troopers from rogue one i'm missing the the at act driver i'm missing um the death trooper what was it they called him death trooper elite or death trooper commander he had like extra stuff on his right shoulder i came in a three pack and then there's the Jetta Stormtrooper that comes out uh, shortly after the first of the year. And at the moment, that will complete my collection of um, Rogue One armor until they release new ones. Because there's rumors of a another uh, Scarif Trooper, a third Scarif Trooper design. Cool. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's Galaxy's Edge, it's Wookiees, and it's Astromax. And, and AT-AT drivers. That's it. And for me, it's always just different certain characters. And it lo- if it looks yeah. really cool, I'll pick it up. Yep. Yeah. There, there may be that that rarity, whereas like where I see that same thing, but collection wise, I mean, like Jackson, yes, I want Jackson. You would. I have. I'm thinking about a second one, just so I can leave the first one in the box. Jackson's the comic book version of Jar Jar Binks. No, not Jackson. <laughs> Pretty much. Jackson is to Star Wars as Howard the Duck is to Marvel. Just same. Hey. <laughs> See, I enjoyed <laughs> Howard the Duck when he was a movie in the eighties. That was cruel. I like that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I have a couple different I own a couple different versions of that movie. So uh any final thoughts, guys? Nope. No, not tonight. 
Go check out that um, Star Wars Galaxies. Yes. If you have a copy, reload it. If you don't have a copy, good luck finding it cheap. <laughs> yeah. Just good luck finding it cheap. And on that note... Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!